This is CliffCentral.com. Trump is to kick us off. Wow, what a cool, cool song. I'm loving it. You know, I interviewed Trumpies once, uh, Mr. Rory Sangshabalala. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're running around. I interviewed Trumpies and it was embarrassing um, because, because like, you know, Trumpies' legacy is like a, an institution. And I only knew one song of theirs. What song did you know? I'm trying to think of what it was. Damn, man. I'm losing all my cred. Crap. Yeah, you see? <laughs> so, so I'm... Uh, I'm very proud of myself. I am the guy that got Trumpies Madibu saying onto Cliff Central, well this done. white liberal station. Well I got Trumpies. I got Trumpies onto onto Cliff Central. So <laughs> I'm really really excited uh, about that. Well, today we've got a crack of a show, and it actually that that song we didn't just play it for the sake of uh, causing revolution in here, mm. bringing the revolution off the streets of Santon and into into these hallowed halls of uh, Cliff Central. We played it because the ANC of late looks like a uh, Madibu saying of sorts, you know. Sometimes it's red, sometimes it's orange, you know. Sometimes they're for the people, and then the next day they're marching to themselves. Sometimes they're for women, sometimes, sometimes they're against. Sometimes they're against women, and then the next thing you see them arresting uh, a young leader in an ANC t-shirt uh, who is supposedly not defending uh, an ANC government, uh, well, y- the police defending an ANC government against their own young people. Um, not only that, you now see uh, a minister of the ANC cabinet, Bladen Zimande, too scared to confront young people, the people, right? So they're the ones who are supposedly for the people. Now they're standing, they're, they're, they're relying on barricades to keep the people away from them. You were at a march on Friday. How how much was the ANC part of the people there? Well, I suppose that's the interesting thing because the ANC T-shirts were obviously handed out quite nicely on the buses, so they were there in full. But but the ANC leadership was not there, um, and you've got this interesting situation. We saw it in Americana, you know, we've got the ANC is for the miners, and yet they defend the policemen. Uh, we saw ANC uh, marching against ESCOM uh, a couple of days ago yeah. or a couple of months ago, and and. So, but they own ESCOM. So, so this education thing—it's—it's it's just ridiculous. So, where does the ANC sit right now? And and let's let's get this thing out of the way. That no, but the ANC is not government, right? They control government. So it's true. So we're gonna get arguments. I'm sure that oh, you guys, you guys are very confused. Uh, <laughs> the ANC is independent of government, and so on. They're like, please, man. Uh, it's definitely one same thing. One side. Instructions flow from Lutuli House straight to the Union Buildings. Heck, who knows if Union Buildings are still occupied? <laughs> probably, probably, uh, probably South Africa's run from Lutuli House anyway. So, so we have to put in a small little caveat for this show, and that is, we are not talking about is the ANC good or bad, because you know what's going to happen with all these. White liberals and others, <laughs> and, and now huge EFF membership uh, coming down the streets of Santon. We're not talking about is the ANC good or bad. You're not going to win that debate here, um, so we're not even going to have it. But we are asking, what side is the ANC for? Who are they batting for? What is going on? Can you be on both sides? Can you be government and for the people? Shouldn't the mere definition of government be that you are for the people? And let's not forget the freedom. 
let's not forget the Freedom Charter, right? So the Freedom Charter was supposedly for the people. <clears throat> now you've got people marching to the ANC or marching to government to, to, to make the Freedom Charter happen. So the question is, when did we lose it? So ultimately, this makes for a lot of debate. And I th- we've got some interesting people on the show today. We've got uh, the, famous, the famous and illustrious uh, Justice Malala in studio with us. I thought he was our worst to, to, guest, to, to, to be honest. To, to, help us, <laughs> to help us unpack this thing, man. I mean, it's, uh, it's really this, this guy writes uh, unabashedly. If if there's any guy who's not getting ANC tenders right now, and you can be sure of it, it's Justice. <laughs> <laughs> he is writing books, though. He's got a new book. I will we'll discuss that as well. Yeah. Uh, we've also got someone who just got kicked out of the illustrious position of the ANC Veterans League president. Yeah, Mr. Sandy Sijake. So he's online. He yeah, so a bit. yeah, so he's also going to tell us. And then, of course, uh, we were ditched. No, we got him, man. Incredible. Yes, he's, he's coming. Here. No, we'll speak to him on the phone. Okay, cool. Let's he see. To, he had to put out fires himself, apparently, <laughs> on Vitz University last <laughs> Literally. night. Literally. So, um, so, yeah, he was putting out real fires. Um, so we'll be speaking to him as well. Obviously, we want your input as well. WeChat, cliffcentral.com, as well as on Twitter, at Rory Shabalala, or at Yebo underscore Levy. What do you think? Do you think the ANC is for the people, or they are? Or are they, jeez, how's my English there? Or are they against the people? Let's start with this, shall we? Courageous leaders are able to abandon their narrow concerns for bigger and all-embracing dreams, even if those dreams come at a huge cost. I don't think anyone is relevant to us right now. We just don't have a leader that's speaking for the youth. I think the ANC has failed the youth. But here's the thing. There's some people that need to be kicked out of the ANC. They fought for their own struggle and they are done. I think every dime must fall within the cabinet of the ANC. Because they're taking the money in their own pockets. They're forgetting about us. So, that's how we start the show. <laughs> Sorry, my. Uh, we're speaking, issues, yeah. yeah we're, so we're speaking to 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 Mr. Sandy Sajake, who 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 just about a few days ago actually just got booted uh, out of the ANC Veterans League. He is the president or former president of the ANC Veterans League. Uh, good morning, Mr. Sajake. Mr. Sajake. Okay, we seem to be to be struggling to get him on there. Uh, so, while while we wait for him, Andrew, what's your sense? I mean, you were there with the marchers, right? So, mm. the people that were wearing ANC T-shirts were they mindful that they're marching to the union buildings where an ANC government uh, is sitting, or was were they just oblivious to what's going on? I think they were very mindful of that, and I think that something is something is telling me that. Things are changing in South Africa at the moment. I mean, we saw with Taubenbeke, and the big issue about Taubenbeke is that he ran what uh, a lot of ANC members were calling a dictatorship. Um, it was the Security Council, um, a very small amount of people that ran the country under Mbeki's uh, presidency. And Zuma promised that that would not be the case in his, in his uh, presidency. And in a small way... There is, uh, I think he's right, but not because he wanted it that way. Um, people are being open. People are challenging the ANC. There's still this thing of if you challenge the ANC, you're gone. 
but at least there's open discussions, which I think is important, you know. Um, well, let's get, let's get justice in here. Um, <clears throat> justice, uh, you wrote an article in the Rand Daily Mail, uh, recently, the decline and fall of the ANC empire. <laughs> you have been very vocal, let's say, let's not say critical, but very vocal about the ANC. H- has the ANC lost its way? Is it still a party for the people or is it against the people? Why do we, why are we so, why is it a confusing thing? Why can't we tell what they are right now? It's because it's, um, they're growing up. The ANC is, uh, the ANC is, the ANC is 103 years old, but it's also 21 years into, and I, I, I loved what you said right at the beginning, saying that, um, the ANC is in power. Don't make, don't, you know, this, this differentiation between, oh, the ANC outside and the ANC in government. Hmm. Well, you know, we know the difference between party and state. But, <laughs> but they have not lived up but to it. But they yeah. haven't lived up to it. Yeah. And, you know, literally house by rights, the top six of the ANC meets every Monday. Cabinet meets later in the week. Actually, here you have a party that that can change things, that can achieve things because it's in power. Hmm. So I think what's happening and what we're going through is are, are, are the growing pains of a party that has been in power for 21 years and it doesn't know what to do with itself. It's had massive successes on one hand and uh, massive failures. I mean, the unemployment figures that came out yesterday are just one around, in um, four. Um, one in four. Um, you know, 25% unemployment is a, is a horrific thing. Yeah. So, um, I think. Right now, the ANC is failing to, for me, the, the <laughs> Andrew Levy said at the beginning of the show, um, you know, it's not whether the ANC is good or bad. Um, I've always seen the ANC as a force for good. The ANC has been a force for good in our society. From 1912, it said, before any other movement on this continent, before any liberation organization was formed, it was the ANC that said, this is how Africans should should live. This is how humanity should look at itself. And I think that's a powerful, powerful thing. Mm. But I do think today the ANC, to your question, is failing to is failing to define for society what the next step is. So it's it's sort of caught up in oh but we've been so good in the past. Mm. Well, you know, no if one you're twin, no one cares about how fantastic and amazing and good you've been. Mm. It's what are you doing today? Yeah. And so for the first time probably in its 103 year span, the ANC is failing to say to people out there, I know and see and understand and empathize with your pain, whether it's mm. university fees or poverty or unemployment. And this is my plan. Mm. And that is why you're seeing society moving away from the, from the leadership of the ANC, finding Julius Malema and 50,000 plus people marching with him yesterday, finding, um, student movements that, that actually speak to their immediate concerns instead of Instead of a sort of, oh, we've been amazing in the past. We had Nelson Mandela. We had Oliver Tambo. You know, the ANC is increasingly, if you look at it now, is, is becoming a party that essentially puts up posters on the wall saying, look how amazing we were. 
Mm. Yesterday, President Zuma was at the commemoration of Oliver Tambo. Now, Oliver Tambo was an amazing human being, mm. but mm. there are real pressing problems yes, today. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, and I think that's where the ANC is losing it. He also said that Oliver Tambo was born in 1994, which was very interesting. <laughs> he has a dyslexia problem, guys. We've got to deal with that. Justice, uh, Zapiro did a really amazing um, cartoon the other day where he, he had Gwede on a couch. And uh, the cartoon says, it's getting worse, Doc. One minute, I'm a party. Next minute, I'm a government. Then a revolutionary movement. This week, I marched on myself. <laughs> uh, does that, I mean, he, he nailed it. Do you think that a revolutionary movement can still be government? Can the people that did the revolution still be in power? Is that? Uh, I th- this, is, this is where the ANC really does need therapy. There is a certain, there is an all-out denial that the ANC is in power. And, and you know, Rory, you are absolutely right. The ANC is in power. So if there is a problem, there are 34 ANC leaders, 34, who have been appointed to cabinet by President Zuma. So he took a cabinet that was 27 under Tabumbeki and Nelson Mandela and took it to 34. I would expect that those 34 ministers and their uh, other 34 or something like that, the deputy ministers, that they have been deployed by the ANC to achieve things. Mm. And so this kind of, oh, no, you know, we we are marching on the union buildings. Well, who's inside the, <laughs> who's union, in the buildings? union buildings? It's yes. the leader of the African National Congress of South Africa yeah. who is sitting in those boardrooms making the decisions. It's the president of the uh, ANC and its leaders and people like Bladin Zimando from the SACP and others from COSATU and so forth. So the ANC needs to get over this thing and, and acknowledge that it is in power. And being in power means that you can take the policies that you've adopted uh, as a party and translate them into reality. So let's take the ANC and this uh, university fees. The ANC is a beautiful thing, guys. You you know, you've got to give it to this. 1955, Congress of the People. No one, everyone is saying, you know, Africa for the Africans, whites cannot be part of this movement and so forth and so forth. They come up with this beautiful... um, um, document the Freedom Charter. Freedom Charter. It says South Africa, be, uh, you know, to all who live in it, black mm. and white. Mm. You know, a, a vision for the future that is incredible. Adopt it. One of the things that it says is, you know, the doors of learning and culture shall be open to all. Mm. That is where the the fees must fall movement gets its linchpin, its ideas, its vision. Mm. So the ANC comes to power in 1994 and realizes that we can't achieve this. There's no money in the purse. So it says, you know, there is no actual ANC resolution at conference that says we're going to give you free university education. In 2007, President Zuma with um, the ANC uh, Youth League and, and, and others, Alfikile Mbalula and so forth, go to conference in Polokwan and adopt the resolution saying, now we got the cash. We got it, everybody. We got it. We got it. We just want to let you know we have the money. <laughs> now you've got to understand, 2007, 2008, the ANC kicks out Tawambege and says, you know, he's going against the, 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 uh, uh, Precepts of the ANC. Kalima mm. Mutlante uh, comes in. 2009, we all vote. We vote for President Zuma. 65.9%. Mm. Anywhere in the world, people would be saying, my word, this is <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yes. This is a... Uh, with, 
Imagine Silvio Berlusconi. Yes. <laughs> Got 64. Oh, why you gotta bring Italian into this? Why yeah, you bring Italian into this? Eh? A unitary vision. We're going to move things forward. You know, no hung parliaments, nothing like no, that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah. no. I mean, this is, this is endorsement of the highest, of the highest order. Yes. This is, this is people saying, brother, <laughs> go out and just do yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 2014, five years later, nothing. Yes. Think about the resolutions in 2007. National health insurance. Where is national health insurance yeah, today? The last I had, there were 10 um, um, sites that were being looked at as kind of let's look at it. Mm. This year, the ANC at its NGC took a decision that actually we've been waiting th- since 2007. Where are the employees who were supposed to do mm. the NHR? Yes. Same thing with university fees. Where, 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 what has happened since then? Nada. And and the, and the problem is that basically what's happening is that ANC support is going down. I mean, here are the numbers. We announced that our membership figures stood at seven hundred and sixty nine eight hundred and seven hundred. Listen properly. Seven hundred and sixty-nine thousand eight hundred and twenty eight hundred and twenty. So th- those are the numbers. And seventy. <laughs> and seventy. They've dropped dramatically because they haven't done what they promised. It's as simple as that. Um, th- there are two th- two measures that one can use, uh, and and President Zuma was using the one measure of pure p- numbers, uh, pure numbers, and pure numbers of people. Um, so let's say um, Andrew Levy is a member of uh, the Bryanston branch of the ANC. Mm. Um, <laughs> so had to be Bryanston. <laughs> So, you know, the Bryanston branch is interesting because, you know, you become a member and all that and all that. And, and it's lots of clever guys like Rory and, you know, they write in the newspapers, oh, we want Halema Motlante and so forth and so forth. The clever blacks. Uh, the clever blacks. <laughs> <laughs> but there's only 62 of them and they never can ever form a quorum. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so after a while, Ian Trilivi starts thinking, ah, what's the point? What's the point so he know? doesn't renew. You know, when you join, you pay 24 rand and you get two years. Mm. Now he thinks, ah, what's the point? So he doesn't renew his membership. And so he lapses. So he's lost interest now and he's going out clubbing. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that, those are the numbers President Zuma is talking about. That 1.2 million to 769,000. Um, did I get that? One? Yeah, and 70, <laughs> and 70. 0.70. I want to know who that 0.70 person is. So, so, so you have, you have 450,000 people zoom gone. That's one measure of, oh, where are my people now? And these are people who actually said, here's my 24 bucks. Mm. That's a, that's quite a, so these are your, these are people who were moved. But there's another measure, and the other measure is the one that I think the ANC needs to be very, very careful about. In 2004, the ANC got 69%. In 2009, it got 65.9%. In 2014, it got 62.2%. So there's been uh, seven percentage points wiped off the ANC number since in, in the 10 years to mm-hmm. 2014. Um, if you look at... Um, 
at the numbers for the local elections in 2011 compared to the local election to the election last year in Gauteng in Johannesburg it went from 62 to 52 percent mm. in Tswane it went from 59 to 49 percent that for the ANC <laughs> you know is is people are so people are not renewing their membership uh, so Andrew Levy and Rory at the Bryanston branch are saying, ah, you know, we never meet, we never do this. So That's I'm, point, yeah. I'm not going to the yeah. branch meeting anymore. Secondly, the general guy, Mr. Malala walking down the street yeah. is also saying, Oh, maybe I can vote for the EFF or the DA or the UDF. And that's the interesting thing, isn't it? Is that those municipal, the, the changes in municipal election results were pre-EFF. So yeah. 10% drop in Gauteng pre-EFF. EFF is now on the scene. Things are going to get very interesting very quickly. Things are going to be... Think about, if you think about 2011... By then we knew that COPE was going to implode. Mm. Uh, they were fighting, da 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 da. Mm. EFF is interesting because here you are, a year and a half after that first election, they've gotten rid of uh, Andilem Kritama and they seem united. You mm. look at them yesterday, you know, you think about this much yesterday and the fact that the EFF had, did not do a pre-interview. Think about the corruption, uh, anti-corruption matches at the beginning of the month. There was pre-publicity. You had Zolin uh, Zimavavi on television, on radio, and so forth. Yeah. Talking, about, yeah, we're going to march on on uh, um, yeah. on uh, the union buildings Corruption, and so forth. Yeah. So let's be generous and say five thousand people turned up. Mm. These guys actually got EFF supporters, fifty thousand of them, yeah. without any pre-publicity. Yeah, with with, with fees must fall being the main issue of the whole week. Yeah, and they get fifty thousand people out on the streets of Joburg. And I think, I think for the ANC in this election, uh, that's coming up next year. Uh, if I was Guadamantache and ANC strategist, I'd be thinking very hard about. Where's the youth vote mm. and what is it going to do? Yeah. Because it's mobilized now and, um, and it looks to me that it's going to uh, vote in ways that are not like, you know, the old geezers, the Malalas, the <laughs> Levies and so forth. As the leader of the Freedom Front Plus uh, uh, said to, to, to Minister Blenzi Monday yesterday, you have been fighting for a revolution for all these years. <laughs> When it eventually comes, you find yourself on the wrong side of it. So, so it's definitely a problem. So, so if you've just joined us, we are speaking about has the ANC gone schizophrenic? Is the ANC, which side does the ANC play for? Is it for the people or is it not for the people? In studio, we've got Justice Malala helping us to unpack this. And on the phone, we've got Mr. Sandy Sijake. Mr. Sijake, good morning. We're really struggling. We're really struggling with Mr. Sjake. Um, he is the former president of the ANC Veterans League. He was kicked uh, out. He was kicked out about three days ago. For um, saying what was called venomous comments against yeah, yeah, the yeah. ANC. So, so, so I, I think this, this then leads us, Justice, to this idea of 
uh, a broad church. Is is ANC's problem ultimately this issue of being a broad church? So you're seeing them. You Rory, know, unpack that for me. What do you mean by a broad church? No, no. So th- there's there's this understanding, and ANC promotes itself as a broad church. In other words, we represent everybody. All views are welcome. You know, we represent black and white, Jew and Gentile. You know, it's it's, a, it's that sort of thing. Anyone can come in and find a home within the ANC. Mm. Now, the, the challenge with that is where does it put you in terms of what do you actually stand for? And this is where you're finding, you know, them marching to themselves maybe. So is, is it a result of this, of, of, of ANC being a broad church? Uh, and then what would it say if, if we are to believe that it is a broad church? What do we say about the likes of Mr. Sandisajake? What do we say about the likes of, uh, 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 Pastor Frank Chikane who have, you know, within the broad church decided to sing off, off key? Mm. And uh, are now being threatened with being expelled. What do we say about that? Yeah, um, I, I think there are two there are two areas of division, if you will. Um, so it's it's the broad it's the broad church, as in the ANC itself as a as a national movement, which brings in everyone from every walk of life. I don't particularly see that as its biggest problem. I think. The biggest problem for the ANC is the nature of the tripartite alliance where you have uh, COSATU, uh, which is a trade union federation for workers, and um, and the SACP, which is a left uh, party, all of them sitting cheek by jowl with the ANC, which is really a nationalist movement that... Um, mm-hmm. that with big biases towards capitalism and, and capital. I think... So all the other... Divisions can be, can be, uh, so, so the other divisions that, particularly the ones you mentioned with, uh, 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 uh Sandy Sijaka and, 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 uh, Frank Chikane, those are issues of ethics, issues of, of how one defines what the ANC stands for. Mm-hmm. And I think their cry and their, their problem is that they are saying the ANC has lost its Moral compass mm. Mm. And by losing its moral compass It's shedding people It's shedding support And I think that That is That is something That can be fixed mm. With the Tripartite alliance I think the, the The problem that you mentioned And the The cartoon you referred to By Zapiro Is absolutely opposite Because you've got On the one hand An ANC that is in power But an ANC that is calling and an ANC that adopts, for example, the National Development Plan, which is a very uh, market-friendly, neoliberal. neoliberal. (laughs) It's basically, Tabo Mbeki has come back. That's gear. Look at this this agent talking about Tabo Mbeki. It's gear in sheep's clothing. The reincarnation of Tabo Mbeki. Exactly. And so... And, and, uh, you know, so th- there's nothing wrong with that. The, the point about it is that now you have to implement it. And suddenly, um, Zolin Zimavavie a few years ago and now Zduma Dlamin is saying, but chief, you want to create jobs at the same time you want to have labor brokers. We don't want labor brokers. Mm. So instead of creating jobs, you listen to Kosatu. And you ban labor brokers and you lose however many thousands, hundreds of thousands of jobs. Mm. And you're sitting there saying, oh, but, you know, we uh, we will create half a million jobs. At the same time, because you're in bed with Kosatu, you're, you're, yeah, yeah. 
you're killing those jobs. Yeah. Same thing with the SACP saying, oh, but how can you want uh, this kind of uh, economic policy when we want a totally different thing? Mm. So this schizophrenia that you've referred to is, is inside that. The ANC cannot implement its own policies because it keeps on saying, oh, look, um, our friends don't want that. Oh, our friends don't mm. want that. Mm. At some point... They become a lame duck, right? They become a lame duck. And so at some point... I mean, you know, we, we laugh that the NC has got 62% or 65% it can implement whatever it wants. It's an incredible thing anywhere in the world. The only thing it's implementing is protection of Zuma, isn't it? That, that, that. <laughs> I didn't you don't say, want to comment I, on that, I, eh? Rory, I didn't say yeah, that. I didn't say that. Uh, I didn't say that. Uh, it was, uh, clear, it was the white nice. accent. That's it was the white nice, accent. Uh, the black nice. accent kept quiet. Very nice. Very nice. I mean, okay. our leaders are being attacked here. Yeah. So... <laughs> This yeah. So I think, I think the key thing for the ANC, I, I mean the NDP, you've never seen this anywhere in the world. You know that DA stands up in parliament and says all sorts of things, but it supports the NDP. Mm. Um, <laughs> the UDM says all kinds of things, but, but it, it supports, supports the NDP. NDP. Yes. So 93% of all parties in parliament in South Africa Support the NDP Except for the EFF Yeah So imagine Imagine Andrew Levy You are the president of South Africa You have a plan on the table And the opposition Stands up and says Go for it Go for it Go for it And then you are the one That gets in the way Yes You get in the way Of your own plan Exactly Yeah yeah. yeah. So we have a problem here Yeah And that's the, exactly The schizophrenia That you're talking about so, you know, if you had a, a hung parliament, as you referred to earlier, and, and you had the ANC at 49%, you know, with the EFF and the DA and all of them at 40 to 51, yeah. but trying to, yeah. you know, Fili- then you, you would have filibusters. It would just exactly. Be, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you trade yeah. off and, you know, yeah. but yeah. now, not just you, the whole, the <laughs> like, opposition do bench. It. Go, go, go. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've never seen That's anyone true. with so much in their point. hands and not doing what they can do. But now, where, 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 where is the where is the sticking point? So you obviously you are President Jacob Zuma. You're sitting there, uh, the NDP. You've obviously been briefed on it. You're probably part of it, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it has to be implemented. And then it, it's as if it's a surprise. So what's happening? Are the director generals? Gatekeepers now who are preventing the policies from being implemented because it's simple. I'm sitting with a minister. Minister, how far are you? You've signed a performance contract, which is something that is new as well. How far are we? And then what does the minister then say to you? Where is the, where is it getting stuck? I just, I'm trying to understand where exactly along the chain of command do we have a problem? We have a problem with implementation. We have a problem with leadership. Yeah. The, the, the issue here. So, um, for those who've read the 484 page, uh, NDP, like Mr. Andrew Levy. I have. Uh, thanks, yes. Thanks thank so you, much. Thank thanks you, so much. Thank you. Thank you. So, so Mr. Levy will give you chapter and verse on the fact that tourism is seen as a, as a key pillar. A key pillar, yes. Of, uh, the of the NDP. Thing. It's guys, we've got beautiful mountains. Just mm. walk out of the studio and you see beauty. <laughs> yeah. So let's get Chinese, American, Brits, yeah, Germans. So let's let's get, together. you know, let's get Germans walking through these streets with their flip flops and socks and, yes. you know, just get <laughs> people here. So what is the thing you do? And then Gigaba goes. Gigaba it? goes. <laughs> so. 
Uh, is going to do his own thing. This yeah. is extraordinary stuff, guys. <laughs> so, Minister Gigaba comes into office last year on May 24th, I think. Youngest minister, isn't he? Youngest minister, yeah. nice suits, all good. Mm, looks good. Uh, looks fantastic. So, comes in. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Gives these regulations yeah. Now now you know that your own plan Your own plan written by The, uh, the powers the, that be the, you know, the National Planning Commission Which you appointed mm. The one that you said uh, Trevor Manuel you are our best guy You mm. go and lead this thing mm. And you give him a deputy Cyril Ramaphosa you go lead this thing mm. So everyone in cabinet knows the plan mm. And that tourism is key to it what does Malusi Gigaba do? Introduce the visa regulations. Everyone says no, and kills four billion rands worth of worth of industry right so, there. So what kind of? So we've waited a year and a half. We've wiped off millions of rand from the GDP. Mm. We've uh, killed several thousand jobs with something that we should have known on day one that guys, if people are saying we're gonna, the Chinese will not be. Able to come here mm. But no one said anything So uh, Rory, Tell me have you heard of anyone being Like uh, not fired like Just being asked to move aside no. <laughs> This no. is a problem yeah. So there's no yeah. accountability yeah. I, I, I find it Extraordinary that people Have been saying for <laughs> a year and a half Guys you know This is a problem here um, Let's Let's do, Let's something. do yeah. something. Yeah. You wait a year and a half, mm. and then, and then nothing happens. Let, think about being in China. You are in China, and you say, "Nina, today I want to go to Cape Town." How <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. this guy? <laughs> no, this guy's out of order. We have to bring this guy to order with this stereotypes. You said Nina. Yeah, yeah, it's hello. Okay. okay. So, oh, okay, so okay. you're calling the South African embassy. Oh, yes. Nina, I want to go to Cape Town. That's some good one. <laughs> you know, the Chinese are drinking more wine than everyone else now. Yes. So, you know, they want to sample wine in California <laughs> and wine in, in Cape Town. Yeah. So, on the phone, Nina, I want to go to Cape Town. They tell you, where are you? Oh, I'm in Beijing. I'm in Beijing. Mm. Oh, very lucky for you if you're in Beijing. Mm. But you're not in Beijing. Mm. You're <laughs> in Guangzhou. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nearly killed my story. Yes. You're in Guangzhou. Yeah. Oh, you're in Guangzhou. Okay. Well, if you want to come to South Africa, if you want to go to South Africa, you've got ah, to fly from Guangzhou to Beijing, to Beijing uh-huh. and get there and get your fingerprints done and then go back home and wait mm. for the great South African uh, tourism yeah. industry to make a decision no, The South African government yeah. To g- make a decision about whether you get a visa or not Then they call you Nina, you've got your visa um, We'll send it to you in the post So you've made one plane trip yeah. Before you can even know that you are definitely mm. going So you've d- done that <clears> And then you say Ah, you know what? Now I can go to South Africa Now you can fly to Beijing From Guangzhou to Beijing Beijing to... Um, to Cape Town Why do you have to make two plane trips To come to South Africa Why is it so amazing and special And gorgeous mm. that you have to make two plane trips Now if you had said Nina I want to go to Nairobi And see the Masai Mara and da 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 Done. It's get on that plane When you arrive at we'll, the airport We'll actually we'll t- give you the ticket yeah. we'll, the, <clears throat> we'll sort you out yeah. with your fingerprints da, da, da. Yeah. For a year and a half For a year and a half 
Malusi Gigaba did not do something about an, a problem that is as obvious as this. But hey, has he been uh, um, asked to vacate no. his chair? No. He'll Let me ask you this. Is, is the ANC floundering um, because it doesn't have enough money? No, no, I don't. Uh, I, you mean the ANC, the party? The government, uh, the, the ANC part of the government. Like, what I'm trying to get at is that we have this amazing NDP plan, right? Which, to be, you know, I, I just want to say as a little pun to myself, I was part of because I went online. I was one of the stupid people that actually went online to give my voice in the NDP, whether that was heard or not, who knows. But can they actually implement the NDP plan with the money available to them? Or is it because they don't have any money? Like, I just want to understand why this NDP plan, which is so amazing, supposedly, which has all the support in Parliament, except for the EFF, doesn't get implemented. Um, I don't think South Africa has had a money problem. South Africa has had a priorities problem. So um, one of the things that I find extraordinary is how did that meeting on Friday at the union buildings with the president of South Africa actually go down? Mm. Because if you think you about it... with the it, students, eh? Yeah, the one with the students and the vice chancellors and, and ministers and so forth. Because you had, a, you had an elephant in the room. Mm. You have a kid who cannot pay for their university fees um, sitting there, or their representative sitting there, and uh, you have, on the other hand, a president whose house has cost the taxpayer... 246 million rand and he says that's not a problem so mm-hmm. you see our priorities are skewed here and the, the priority should be the kid who wants to go to university so we should be putting money towards that instead of money towards uh, towards the security upgrades or the comfort uh, of the president in Ghana. Mm. So, so it's not a money problem people are saying are asking big questions now about What's going on with uh, the the, the uh, uh, protection uh, budget? So mm, the you VIP know, protection, VIP budget, that protection went up, yep. budget that went up and so forth. People are asking about some of the salary increases <coughs> that have been given to ministers and so forth and so forth. If you think about it, should we have spent, should we have given public service uh, workers a seven percent increase? And if you get the, if you add the benefits, it goes to ten point five percent. Mm. That has meant that we had 65 billion rand, a contingency reserve, and we've wiped it all off. Mm. So the minister now gets a bunch of students saying, um, we need some money. We, we need three or whatever, however many billion. The 65 billion rand has gone to, uh, to uh, civil servants. Mm. Who are the civil servants? It's members of SATU. Mm. Members of SATU who say to the minister of education, I will not... Arrive, you guys arrived here at Cliff Central today mm. and you clocked in at the door. Mm. <laughs> mm. At nine o'clock, you had to be here. <laughs> By the way, we're the only, you're also part of Cliff Central in one way. You didn't have to clock in. It's just us, 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 the, the peasants. Uh, you see, now, the <laughs> members of SATU don't want to clock in at the door, but we mm. gave them a big salary increase and so forth. Yeah. So I think our problem is not money, Andrew. I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's it's us priorities. saying priorities. Mm. What do we really want to do? If we say we want to have free education, well, let's say that's good because we want skilled people, we want engineers, we want um, psychologists, all all these people that we we are training at university. Then let us say 
That is what we're going for. Um, the NDP that we've been talking about makes a big issue about skills. If you look at what CEOs <coughs> say about South Africa, they say, you know what, I might go to Vietnam because I can get more skills, skills. there than mm. I can get here. Yeah, yeah. So why, if, if that's our priority right now, if we want to attract FDI and so forth, let's then say that's our priority. Well, well, the problem isn't the problem that we, we're not sure if we actually do want to attract FDI. Uh, you know, half the time, half the time we, 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 we characterize FDI as this thing that's, uh, you know, imperialists coming to, to, Occupy, and then the next we want FDI because we want to grow. You know, in Parliament we we're saying the, the the private sector needs to come on board and fund education. Then the next day we're pulling a zap sign at the private sector and saying the private sector is not doing enough. So we've got we've got clearly a priorities issue. We've clearly got a leadership issue. Then the question becomes legitimacy. Mm. If ninety three percent of the parties in Parliament back the NDP. And 7% in the form of EFF do not. And yet it seems like EFF is one that's leading the popular revolution. Who are those parties in parliament representing? Are they they representing really the people? I think, I think the big issue of the past week and a half that we haven't discussed really is, um, it's what you're talking about is the, is the disaffection that you're beginning to see in society with with the powers that be, and I use I use that expansion powers that be very cautiously because it it, it it's it, not of official power. It's, it's yeah yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the, for the ANC, which has always seen itself and defined itself as rooted in communities, mm. to now be seen as those guys, yes. the powers that be, Marie Antoinette, mm. let them eat cake. Mm. That is a that for the ANC is a, is a, is a weird place. And so legitimacy is moving from, from the ANC as a party in power to, to the streets. Um, people supported those young people at universities. Um, academics supported them because they said this is legitimate. Yeah. And this is where the power lies. And that is why they won that victory. And, uh, and you know, you add that. Julius Malema March yesterday and so forth It's moving away and I think for the ANC um, I think for the ANC This is uh, This is a warning shot The ANC has lost legitimacy it's or is no, losing, or is losing, losing legitimacy. I'd say the losing. ANC is losing. I don't, I don't think the ANC will lose the next National election for example yeah. But I think that the ANC's Failure To address real concerns On the ground is making it lose legitimacy. If you think about it, um, we've got a problem here. Local government elections are coming up. In 2007, there were 7,200 unrest reports by the police. Mm. Unrest meaning protests. In 2014, seven years later, there were 14,700. So you've got to stop and say, well, what's going on here? Because the ANC has been in power. Mm. You'd expect if the ANC was delivering, if its local councillors were delivering, that there would be less rather than more. That's that's 40 protests a day. That's 40 protests a day. So Mm, somewhere there's a community today, or 40, 
including Sunday, that's mm. saying, how, Baba? <laughs> including we don't have water. We don't have electricity. We, yeah. And, and I think that, that if there's anything that says the ANC needs to be careful about what's going on, it's that. It's that 40 communities a day are saying... Enough is enough. Enough is enough. And the most likely uh, person that they're protesting against will be a local councillor, and that local councillor, because the ANC is in power largely, uh, will be an ANC councillor. Do you think the system or at least uh, the chain of command, the, the, the strength of the chain of command within the ANC has disintegrated? So we're hearing uh, from people who are on the ground that in spite of everything that's been said about Nombendulum Kachwa, uh, this young lady in the, in the ANC turban uh, being the leader, she's not actually the, the leader. The, 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 lead, the, the whole thing that's been happening on VITS has been happening through unofficial leadership channels and primarily um and then another EFF EFF guy. So it seems that even, you know, the fact that you occupy a position is not what is going to drive it. So let's assume that Ntlamini is indeed the one who is, who is driving this and that she is playing this iconic, this role of the iconic uh, leader. Does that not continue to undermine? I mean, he's the outgoing SRC president. She's the incoming SRC president. Well, he, 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 he's not even outgoing he, he's already he left, right yeah, he was left. he's left uh, he, she's the incoming president she should be leading and meanwhile the person who's actually driving and orchestrating these things does not sit in an official position are we seeing the end of well the beginning of the demise of the ANC in the sense that even the systems that keep uh, control you know even the hierarchical system is starting to fall apart I think that what happened with the leadership of the SLC at VETS? Um, I think that question, we, we're going to need more information to work on it. But what happened with the leadership of the, of the SLC at VETS is very interesting. So you had virtually across the board, you had the Progressive Youth Alliance, which is made up of the ANC Youth League, SASCO, COSAS, mm. mm. uh, uh, all those ANC aligned uh, youth student formations. Mm. Then you had you had the EFF and other formations on campus that were that are more aligned to the EFF than than the PYA. Yeah, I think at some point the PYA had a legitimate and very strong leadership role. Because if you think about the Vets Must Fall movement, it actually started in January mm. because that's when Vet students and and Mkabazamini was the outgoing SLC president then. Um. And they said we'll raise one million rand in one month for those two thousand. Yes. Mm. And they did it. And they did it. Mm. And it was a fantastic thing. Mm. That is when government should have said, "Well, why are students raising?" raising and and that's yes. a beautiful picture from Kabel Ramini in a jacket and a white shirt, mm. uh, holding a hundred bucks, saying, mm. "This is my contribution to those students who can not like me be here." Mm. Beautiful, beautiful campaign. Amazing. Um. But that should have been a warning signal that actually, you know, down the line we're going to do, to have to act. Then you had immediately, but then you had over the year, you know, rumblings of, you know, is the SLC going to go ANC or PYA and so forth. Mm. I think that, that continued up to now. And then you had the march, uh, about, uh, now two weeks ago and that got, a whole new impetus 
and you had different forces coming into play. I do think that the fact that the PYA, the Progressive Youth Alliance, was meeting on its own with its own agenda, with mm. President Zuma's daughter allegedly being in there. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's worth noting that she is a worker uh, for... For the Department of Communications? Exactly, yeah. exactly. She's the chief of staff mm. in Siabonga Tola's office. So one does wonder what she was doing at this student meeting, mm. if it was her, but people <laughs> are saying it was her. Um, so, you know, you've got to ask those questions. So the, the, your question to the legitimacy of that leadership now gets, gets questioned because, well, what was she doing there, for yes. example? What was, uh, what were, there were some, uh, grown ups in that meeting. Uh, who were they? Uh, what uh, were they doing? Allegedly who? Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd Alle- allegedly who, Justice? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I'm saying allegedly. Justice, allegedly. Justice keeps quiet on these things. Huh? I've, 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 I've had the allegation about the president's daughter. Yes. I don't know who else. <laughs> no, He's given us one, Rory. You can't have two. I, I, I've, had, I've had that first allegation made very strongly. Okay, yes. Um, and I've seen the video and I, I can't quite make the identification myself. Um, but maybe Rory, you want to help me out here <laughs> with that yeah, allegation. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't there. So, so, <laughs> but, but what it has done is deal. It's definitely been a tough blow on, on the legitimacy of whether it's Nompendulum Kacha mm. or Shaira Kala or, mm. you know, mm. other, other SRC leaders. So, I think that that has taken the sting out of that movement. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, we have to, we have to ask the question here. If that the SLC at VETS is now, is now divided, the student movement is divided and there's, you know, you are a sellout, you are a sellout, you took 40,000 rand from the ANC and so forth and so mm. forth. Well, you know, someone in the ANC must be smiling and saying, yeah, well, you we know, did what we needed we to do. Job well done. Which brings us back to the question then yeah. of where does the ANC stand? Is the ANC for the people or against the people? If so, the ANC so, machinated to get that stu- the, those students to to be divided, yes. to fall, then you have to say, well, were you ever on the side of the students? Well, um, if, if you listen to Blaine Zimande saying the students must fall, maybe, maybe never, maybe never. So, so let, let's let's take a step back from. And look at, we spoke about an ANC strategist looking at this. What do you do as an ANC strategist? You, you come into the situation room, Gwede Mantashe is sitting there, Jacob Zuma is sitting there, um, and, and, and the, the top six are also sitting there, and you have to now advise them. Do you say to them, let's continue on this narrative of being this broad church, uh, it will sow divisions, it will confuse the masses, and we will continue to do what we've been doing? Or do you say, guys, it's time to, to, to pull together now and focus on what it is that we stand for? And to be very clear that, you know, we stand for neoliberal, we stand for the neoliberal agenda, uh, and this is what it means for the ordinary man on the street. Mm-hmm. Or, no, no, we want to take back that narrative of, of, of the people from the EFF. We are now legit. Because I just, I'm, as a strategist, I look at it and I'm mm-hmm. thinking, you can't win that fight anymore. The EFF is better positioned. They, they, they are not in government, so they can, you know, they can Screaming say the rhetoric shouts, and yeah. so on. So that, that space is, is, is occupied right now. Do you just try to, to paint the neoliberal agenda maybe as the way forward, or do you continue with this, no, we're everything to everyone, and then you hope for the best? You know, the, the nicest thing about the ANC is that there are so many 
fantastic brains. People, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are amazing people in yeah. the ANC. So um, we are sitting here in studio in Branston, just across the road here is where the ANC's Lily Sleeve branch. Yeah. Th- that's where Frank Chigani and his uh, uh, comrades sat and said, let's give the leadership a plan. Mm. So that whole document that they did, they even did a PowerPoint presentation. Wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? Oh, wow, wow, wow. What does that mean? No, 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 no. We're <laughs> so far behind the time. So. No, no, think I about it. What, this what does the fact that they did a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> you know, mean? They, you know, just to break it down, because, you know, there was a time when, uh, think about the ANC, that's always a document and it's always thick Big and yes. dense yes. and, you know. Strategies and tactics. Yeah, exactly, yes. exactly. And you would sit there and say, oh, man, and do, should I have my whiskey or should I read the strategy and tactics document? So yeah. they knew that the comrades might not, you know, yes. peep into the document. So they yeah. did a PowerPoint to make it easier for everyone. Mm. And they took the PowerPoint to Guadamantashe uh, uh, and they sent it through and so forth and so forth. Now, that for me, you know, th- th- this is where the ANC is amazing. Th- there is no need to sit down and come up with a new strategy document and da da da. It's there. Mm. Um, 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 uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Reverend Frank Chicani has given it to them. So just, just look at it and say, let's implement. Just do it, yeah. Mm. The big problem is who implements. Mm. And, and there are so many different voices and, and strands and factions. I mean, I'm not the one who's saying the ANC is divided. It was President Zuma in his opening yes. speech two weeks ago at the NGC. Mm-hmm. It was Guedemantash who spoke about people buying branches and people and so forth. It was the ANC Women's League which said there are men who came to our conference and gave people 4,000 rand and whatever uh, to vote a certain way. So... So this is what the ANC knows. It yeah. just has to fix it. And so who fixes it? Is it not Cyril Ramaphosa and, and, and almost as if setting him up for failure? So you saw that he, uh, all of these troublesome state-owned enterprises, uh, the post office, ESCOM, mm. SAA, were put uh, in his care. Almost as if, and, and we know what needs to happen there. You need a scalpel. You need to downsize things that are very unpopular with the labor movements. Do you think that uh, he's being set up as we wrap I um I think Cyril Ramaphosa is clever enough to know that um he's like a bargain. He's like a bargain. Two days before uh the elections at the Mangaung conference he chose to uh be on the Jacob Zuma list. Mm. And uh and that bargain means that he has to take the good and the bad. And the bad is that now, today, I think that he's being hung out to dry. Mm. I think that uh, even talking about him as a potential president of the ANC uh, will begin to peter out. Mm. I think that Dr. Nkosa Zanatlamini Zuma is on her way in. It's on her way back to South Africa, and uh, hmm. it's looking increasingly like she will be the one. <laughs> Justice Malala, always, as always. A very insightful conversation. Thank you so much. Between you and Rory, I, I probably understood about three of those words. Uh, when you started talking Parliament speak, it was very interesting. Uh, but uh, you can catch him again on Gareth's show tomorrow on the Burning Platform, 7 o'clock. You've also just written a book. 
And uh, I see that there's some pages missing. That was when you started drinking the whiskey, I see. So that's cool. <laughs> but otherwise, it's cool. We have now begun our descent. How to stop South Africa losing its way. Justice Malala. Wow. I look forward to reading this, oh, man. Thank you. Thank I look forward to reading you. this. Rory, where do you stand very quickly? So In a minute. I don't know where I stand. I'm like the ANC. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should join that. the ANC. Maybe there's the solution. <laughs> yeah, let's eh? leave it at that. Let's but honestly, that. man, I mean, the ANC needs to find its way. You know, we we, we really need the ANC to to just to get with the program because they're running government, and you know, we might look at it as just it's political. This affects our everyday mm. living. It affects the way that investors decide to invest. You know, you can't invest in a program uh, that's going to have payback maybe over. 10 years and so on, because you're thinking, what's going to happen? Today they're saying this policy. Tomorrow they're saying that policy. If I want to invest in tourism in something that's only going to start paying me back in five years' time, this visa regulation thing could fall tomorrow, or mm. it might never fall. So it is wreaking havoc in, in South Africa. It's, re- it's wreaking havoc for them and their, their results at, 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 the voting, at the voting booths, right? Yeah. So it is a problem. The EFF seems to be on the ascent. It seems to be on the ascent on the basis of they're very clear on where they stand, whether they have their ability to implement as well is another thing and maybe the question is is the ANC a victim of its own success who knows hmm. there we go catch the podcast on www.cliffcentral go to Konza show and check out which side is the ANC batting for listen we just want to thank producers for the show Lorato Molebatsi Njabulum Kize Iris Lakuva Cedric Shabalala and of course you for listening thank you so much don't forget Duncan DW <laughs> Have yourself a good day. Ciao, ciao. This is cliffcentral.com.